Hey, hello, everybody. It's Chet Czar. This is another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Listen to my dog snoring. She's really out. That's baby girl. That's the last dog standing. It's the last one left. Anyway, uh, so welcome to another episode. Oh, I forgot my pop screen. Got I'm, I'm all s- screwed up today. Uh, okay, um, there we go. Um, today I interview the sibling of K. Britain, 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 Rachel Britain. I'm gonna say Britain the way I would say it, which is Britain, but it really should be Britain. Anyway. This is a great uh, interview. Really interesting. Really fun. Uh, uh, the, the second non-binary artist we've had on the podcast. And it's interesting learning about that and listening to me fuck up their pronouns once again. But hey, I'm learning. <sighs> okay. Um, so that's coming up. Excellent, excellent interview. And um, uh, let's see what's, what's going on here um, with me. A lot is going on. Um, as I said last week, the dystopia book's completely out of my hands. The wire transfer went through to, for actually went through two days ago, which is great. Um, so they're they're on it. I should get. Uh, uh, oh, I left my air conditioner on too. Sorry about that. I came in here and I was like, it takes me so long to edit these podcasts and post them and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this in an hour. I'm going to record the intro. I'm going to edit it. I'm going to get the promo card done, post everything, the description in one hour. So I'm timing myself. And because of that, I am totally more unprepared than usual. Anyway, um, yeah, so I've mainly just been painting for my show, my chaos show. It's called Chaos at Copro Gallery, October 9th. And I'm finally starting to finish some pieces. I hit the six week point, six weeks until the show. And um, that means I have four weeks to paint, four weeks left to paint. And um, uh, this dog is distracting me with her snores. Um, so, uh, 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 yeah. Four weeks. I have four weeks to paint, really, because the show's in six weeks, and you know you gotta allow at least two weeks for framing. Because once they get framed, they gotta they gotta get photographed professionally. Then they go to the framer, and then when I get them from the framer, I have to add all the frame corners on. So what's probably gonna happen is, hopefully, I'll finish everything, finish painting everything in four weeks, and there's fifteen or so paintings. Some of them, you know, 24 by 36, which is kind of big for me. And uh, most of them are 16 by 20. And then there's a few 11 by 14s. And those ones are just about done. Um, You can see the progress of all of them on my Patreon if you want to join for only a dollar. That's the entry point. Although I offer a lot of really cool things at the uh, higher levels. But that's patreon.com slash chetzar. I've been posting every day, usually in the middle of the night, because that's when I get done painting, um, all, all the updates. 
pretty cool to watch it all happen, I think. Um, so anyway, uh, what will probably happen is I'll finish the paintings in four weeks, and then during that two-week period while the framing's happening, I will sculpt the frame corner, send it out to get molded, which would take a couple days, get it back, cast a bunch of frame corners, for the uh, so that's the first week, and then when I get the frames back on the fifth week, because it'll probably only take my framer a week to frame them, the week the show is set up, I will put all the corners on and then drop them off at the gallery. So I'll probably, I'll just barely make it. Anyway, it's crazy, 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 crazy. Um, so that, that's what's going on with me. Um, okay. I think that's it. Isn't that enough? Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, let's get on with, let's get on with the new subscribers. Now, if you'd like to, you know, actually, I want to say something. I want to say something. Um, first off, if you want to join the Dark Art Society, <clears throat> the Dark Art Society, and support the podcast, you can go to darkart.patreon.com/darkartsociety, uh, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel any time. So you can just join for a dollar for one month. That's like twenty-five cents an episode if you want to look at it that way. But you get all kinds of other stuff. Like you get to become a part of the community in that. Facebook group and you get a profile on the website. But I wanted to say something about the Dark Art Society because I've heard from quite a few people now, like people are really into being in the Dark Art Society and it's it's awesome. It's amazing. And it's really just flourishing and growing and uh, growing all the time. And I know a lot of people are trying to get people they know into the Dark Art Society and be like, hey, you should join this thing. And uh I've heard from some people that they know people that would do so love the dark art society, but they don't want to be a part of a group. Like they're, they want to do it on their own. They want to be alone. And I totally get that because I'm the same way. I'm very much like a go, go it alone kind of guy. I've always been that way. Um, but the thing is, it's the dark art society is not about that. It's not about like, I don't need this group. I am already good on my own. I don't need this for my own benefit. It's not about that. I don't need this. I don't need to be in this group. I don't need to be doing this podcast. I don't make that much money from it. It's like, it's not, if it was just a money thing, I would definitely not be doing it because I could make, you know, the time I spend doing this podcast, I could be making way more money painting studies and selling stuff. Um, so it's not about that joining the dark art society is um it's about the community it's about creating a community and supporting each other and connecting with other people in the scene it's also about helping other artists that maybe you know maybe aren't in a position that you're in and inspiring them sharing information just helping to cultivate the dark art movement, you know? So I would implore people not to, that, are, that haven't joined that maybe have that same mindset mindset that, that, like I said, I'm the same way. So I can't, I can't get down on anybody for it, but think about it in terms of um, building a community and building dark art as a movement up and supporting it in that way. 
So in that way, you would benefit in the long run because you're elevating the whole scene or the movement, the art movement that is dark art. But really, it's like, you know, why wouldn't you want to connect with with other people that are that are doing something in the same vein as you people artists that are on the margins uh and and really help to create a more of a creative space for us in the art world and support it and uh be a part of that i just think it's exciting like i said and it's like the the dollar to get into the patreon is really a formality just to keep people opportunists out or assholes or trolls you know it's like a dollar is not gonna make or break anybody me anyway you know not getting a dollar or not getting ten dollars from ten people coming in it's not about that it's like it just it's it's an entry uh it's like an entry fee just to help cover the costs and to also keep out people that aren't serious about it uh and, and still you know this podcast is free for everybody um so anyway that that's my thing if you people you don't want to join that's totally cool but i just feel like it's it's um it's a really missed opportunity to connect with other artists that probably have your same issues and uh same desires or similar and similar career paths and and everything and um and it's like i said it's a it's a way to to build a Build your own community and, you know, be a part of something that I think is important. So anyway, that's my spiel. Um, I'm going to read the new subscribers here. Okay, we got a deletion. Black Gazer, thank you for supporting. Bone Loss, thank you for supporting. Uh, Mike Porter, thank you. Appreciate it. Levi Smith, thank you. And Matt Tillett, thank you for supporting. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's like I said, it's not a money-making venture for me. But if I wasn't bringing in money through the Patreon, I couldn't afford to take the, you know, four hours it takes to to, to do this, to do the interviews and get it all together. So you who are supporting it are making it happen. And, uh... <clears throat> seems like every week I, I get a, a, a message from somebody about how important this community is to them. So I'm very excited and happy to be able to be a part of that. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to do, okay, I'll do uh, uh, Rachel. I may have done that before as far as the synesthesia name of the week, name slash word of the week. For those who don't know, I have gastroluxical synesthesia where words have flavors, names, words. And uh, Rachel, I'm going to do the name Rachel this week. Rachel tastes like angel food cake. It's a very strong one. Very strong one. Okay, that's it. Hope you enjoyed this interview with the amazing Rachel Britton. Hello, Rachel. Hello. And, and Kay. Howdy. To stay in theme, you, you, you're both on 
your each other's intro. Yes. Welcome back, Kay. How does it feel? <laughs> you know, I didn't expect to be on Dr. Phil so early in the day, but <laughs> oh, wait, great. No, 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 that's tomorrow. <laughs> now, we Damn. did this because originally I was thinking of having you both on one episode because you're so connected. Um, but then y- you both told me that your voices sound so similar, it's hard to tell you apart. <laughs> it, would, it would be tricky, I think, for for listeners to I distinguish. Can tell. I can yeah. tell because I've talked to you both so much. Like but I, what, if, I, what if we cover this? Okay, I'll, let me close my eyes. Why don't you say one thing and one say something else, and then I'll, I'll keep my eyes closed. Uh, chat's pretty cool. Chat's pretty cool. Oh, you're right. It is kind of hard when you're not looking. <laughs> say See? say something else one more time. Um, hot dogs are delicious. <laughs> hot dogs are delicious. <laughs> you couldn't even finish. Okay, that. the first one was Kay, and the second one was Rachel. Yep. Yep. Okay. See, I can I can tell. You pass. <laughs> figure that people that don't know us or haven't had. Uh, the opportunity oh to my talk. God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we figured just, <laughs> just people that haven't been able to talk to us one on one. Probably, you know, a majority of listeners right. to our society probably would not be able to tell our voices apart. So we figured <laughs> the intro would be cool, but let's just do separate episodes so it's easier. So, yeah. but also. Face it, if we were both on one episode, I wouldn't have gotten to talk at all about my... <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean to me. So, and it probably would have been like a five-hour episode. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, I, you know, you, you suggested it to have two separate episodes, and I thought, I think it's better, actually, because you are both, as, as much as you're um, so close and connected you're also uh really different artists you're really doing a different you know a very different it's interesting because you're both non-binary you're both into dark weird shit yeah you know uh so there's a lot of similarities but then the your mediums are very different too Mm -hmm. you know because you know it's it's different but you know, at least one of ours work is good. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the other thing, too, is that you're both. <laughs> no, seriously. The other thing is that you're both, as I said uh, uh, on the last episode, those who haven't heard, definitely listen to uh, Kay's episode uh, for for further context. But um, you're both highly developed and super talented, especially for as early on in your careers as you are. No, so it's it's true. So it's it's uh, interesting. It's just you know, like I said, you, you, you're the complete package. Talent, super interesting. Lots to talk about. <laughs> Tell me again. Yeah. That was, thank you for chat. <laughs> so um, let's get to know Rachel. We got to know Kay last time. Let's get to know Rachel. Scram! They already listened to the five hour <laughs> reveal. <laughs> Back away. Be, be gone. <laughs> so uh, uh, when did your art journey begin? Well, first off, first off, <clears throat> tell me about yourself as an artist. Or tell the audience. I already know. But tell the audience about 
who you are as an artist and what you do. Oh boy. Okay. So uh, my main hustle is digital photography, uh, doing photo shoots, Photoshop, all that good stuff. Um, but I have a lot of different hobbies and things that I dabble in. So um, I make like little psychedelic phone grips with little eyeballs on them. Um, I also play trombone. I started picking up the bass. Uh, I do drag. Um, I feel like there may be something else in there. Oh, I like to sew too. I like to like make costumes and um, do a bunch of shit like that. So I'm kind of a dabbler in many things, but the main hustle is digital photography and digital composite images. So it seems like, okay, if I compare you with Kay, not that I'm comparing, but as far as... I've had a lifetime of comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your main, real main thing is the photography. That's your that's your main thing. Kay is like she seems like she has more equal interest in all three of her different things. Like her fine art, her Etsy stuff, and her drag. You know what I'm saying? Their drag. <laughs> they, I'm sorry. Fuck. <laughs> I told myself last time I wasn't going to do it. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh my god. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going to cut that. I'm going to cut that out. Not really. I'm going to leave it in. Um, their drag. It's like they have th- like three equal things they're doing. And yeah. you know what I'm saying. And you have the focus on the main one, and your other stuff seems like it's uh, like more of a sideline. Is that true? Yeah, like I, photography is like the main, that's like, you know, 80% of of what I'm working on, but then when I have free time, uh, I fuck around with playing music and like, it's like almost like digital photography is the main thing, Mm -hmm. but then I'm using these other, the music, the trombone, oh my God, the music and the trombone, the trombone and the bass the sewing and the drag to do like this other fun hobby of mine. Cause right. I really like playing covers of like heavy metal songs that I really like that. I like to learn on trombone. Mm-hmm. So I'll, yeah, I'll, that's, that's, those are, those are amazing. Thank you. I, <laughs> Alice in I Chains like, on the trombone. I mean, how could you go wrong with Alice in Chains on the trombone? It was really fun to learn. I had a blast with that. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of like a little hobby. Is like I just get into my little clown geesh, and then I learn different songs and play that, and that's kind of like an entertaining thing that mm-hmm. I get to do, which actually is funny because Kay and I were up last night uh, doing drag, and I learned Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Excellent. <laughs> so that will be posted very soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, I like to, I don't know, I like to dabble. But um, I did a lot of digital, digital photography. That was like the main thing until, well, really until I was like graduating college and then I didn't start fucking around with sewing and playing trombone again until just like the past year or two. And then uh, drag I've been doing for a while, but I didn't really start getting good at it until recently either but kaylee's really or Kay, excuse me is the one that really inspired all that because they 
Kate kind of showed me the ropes of makeup and and sewing. Trombone was already something I knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. I, I bet that was Kay's influence. The drag. Sure was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole. Okay, so I can kind of give you the backstory uh, of my of my art career. Uh, I in or in high school, I was set on being a, a st- statistician. So I was gonna go to school for statistics, and Kay was gonna go to art school, and we were gonna split. Uh, and go separate ways for college. Interesting. And then my senior year of high school, I took a photography class just for shits and giggles because I had dabbled in it a little bit in middle school and high school, kind of messing around on like Photo Bucket and Pick Monkey and all those stupid little dinky edit things. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So I took a high school photography class and hate to you know brag but i was pretty talented uh (laughs) my senior year and so then i was like well fuck this math thing i'm gonna do photography instead so then kaylee and i last minute decided to not go separate ways and we decided that we were going to go to the same school which was like 30 minutes from our hometown um which is grand valley state university in allendale michigan Highly recommend. Oh shit! There's a bee in here. Fuck. Oh my god! <laughs> and the bee is here to be interviewed as well. <laughs> Mr. B, please. Oh how the, god. How the hell did a bee get in here? Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore it, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> sure. My wife sticks her hand in rose bushes with bees. She's like, she has no fear of bees and they never sting her. So I'm just going to not have fear of the bee and hopefully it'll all open the window. Sorry. Oh my God. That's so funny. Sorry. Okay. Where were you at? Where were you at? Uh, so then we decided to go to Grand Valley state university together. Uh, and then, uh, my freshman year of college, I, I was in a bunch of photo courses, and I really liked it, but uh, I had some influences that were like, you know, art isn't going to make you money, blah, blah, blah. You should do something that's going to make you a little bit more financially stable. And I was mm-hmm. like, hey, that's probably smart. So I, my sophomore year of college, I gave up photography and was like, I'm going to keep doing this math thing because that's going to make me money, blah, blah, blah. Ended up being super depressed, failed a bunch of classes, the whole nine yards, um, and I was also, I was, how do I say this nicely? I was doing a lot of partying, but not, like, good partying, like the bad, (laughs) lonesome, sorrow, Ah. being in bed kind of drug use, that type of shit. Okay. It wasn't great. Uh, hence why I failed a bunch of classes. So uh, was this? That, be, do you think this was because you were uh, you you gave up on your photography? Is that part of it? I really do think that's what it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. um, I was really good at math and I did enjoy it. Uh, but it was you know when you you just know you don't fit in in a certain right. Thing. It's like I was like, I'm here, I'm in these math courses, but I just don't feel like I'm a part of, like it just didn't feel right. Um, So when all that shit went down, I almost dropped out of school, but uh, 
Kay started doing drag with our roommate at that time. And then over the summer, after our sophomore year, um, Kay was doing drag with our roommate pretty frequently. And that's when I started, I picked up my camera again because I started photographing them doing drag. Uh, and so we'd go on campus at like midnight and just like fuck around and take photos, like just dink around really late at night. And it was really fun. And over that summer, I was like, okay, I'm going to switch back to photography. And uh, I never looked back. Cool. So, yeah. So how uh how did you were you creative as a kid? How did that I, go between you and Kay with art making as children? I feel like we did a lot of we did a lot of different artsy fartsy things. Uh we I feel like I know I got a lot of awards in like you know, kindergarten and third grade and shit for like best artist in the class, like shit like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I feel like we were always pretty creative and I was always, uh, an interesting tidbit was, uh, everybody always said that I had good eyes for things. So like if someone lost something, I always found it. Or like if someone, that's how my youngest granddaughter is, she notices everything. She always sees these details that nobody else sees. Oh, she might be, she might be a photographer then. She might. She might be. Uh, yeah, I just, I remember that distinctly, just always people being, like, if someone lost something, I was always able to find it, or, uh, yeah, I always noticed details that other people didn't notice, so that was always quite interesting. So was there, uh, uh, you were both creative as children. Yeah. And that was just something you were always doing? I think so. Kay, can you... I know this is my interview, but Kay's Kay, right over there. Were there any... We need you, Kay. There, yeah, we, it, send back up. Yeah. Um, can we, you hear them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. We always dabbled in, like... I mean, kind of a little bit of everything. In Tennessee, where we grew up, we would always play with... Um, we would do, like, painting and drawing and stuff, but then with one of our older sisters, we would always do, like, home movies and we movies and stuff. Yeah! And then I told Chet the other day about how we used to make, like, fairy playhouses, like, on the playground and shit. Oh, my God. Oh, did you tell Chet about how you were were doing the tattoo thing? No, no, no. no. Oh, my God. Um, And then we did... Uh, for a while, we, like, asked our mom for, like, some fabric glue and stuff, and we started, like, putting patches and, like, making outfits and stuff. That's right. Like, like, we wanted to be fashion designers for a while, so we started, like, gluing things to skirts and blah, 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 so... Oh, yeah, we played... We did, I mean... We played a lot of dress up when we were younger too and what was actually really funny is that whenever we would do dress up I would always be the boy who was like going to like save the princess and shit so it was funny <laughs> that I ended up being a drag king <laughs> My name whenever I would play dress up as a kid was always Jack or James mm-hmm. I don't know why but that's why my drag name is Jack Dup because Oh that's it, so cool Yeah so I forgot about all that shit. Damn. Yeah, yeah. We did. We did a lot of creative stuff when we were younger. Yeah. So it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like there was. Uh, uh, I mean, this is similar to 
when I was a kid as well, it was like making movies. I was always drawing, always. But I was I made movies. I used to make movies. I used to make haunted houses in my bedroom. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. So cool. It's so cool to like see how, yeah, yeah, you think back on those like younger influences and you're like, damn, I, yeah, how did I not see where my path was headed, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. I knew from first grade, though, that I was going to, that I was an artist. Like, I was like, had the plan. Like, I knew That's it. Cool. But I had the, I had total support from my mother and stuff, too. Everyone was very supportive. So that might have, played into it i just knew though um <clears throat> so yeah okay this makes sense this makes sense um so what what's your perspective on the competition between you two as as children was there a competition with the creativity or, or you were just playing maybe i don't think there was really any competition yeah i feel like i feel like we were just kind of free to to you know explore and dress up and do whatever different things that we wanted to do because uh, you don't you don't seem competitive at all now to me from what I know you're very supportive su- very supportive of each other which is amazing yeah yeah because we both have I mean I think it helps because we both dabble in completely different I mean mm. minus drag and stuff um, we kind of dabble in different uh, mediums so I think that helps otherwise I feel like we might be a little competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, yeah, in regards to competition, it, when it comes to drag, Kaylee blows me out of the water. They're way better than I am, and I will never have their skills there. But, uh, yeah, Kaylee is so good at drag. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Definitely. Uh, uh, they are amazing. I'm sorry. Because she... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm sorry I missed your... Pr- pronoun up okay and i almost said is she there it's like i'm telling you every time i talk if i talk to my wife about you both i always say they i never use the it's like i'm always conscious of the pronoun it's like hard to get used to it's like if you've never done it, it your whole life so it's the sorry just- Kay. no you're totally fine it's an adjustment <laughs> i totally get it so no worries it's the fact that you're actually like correcting yourself right when you do it. That's, that's the only. Well, that's the only way too <laughs> to, to make it stick. I think, but yeah. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to make anyone feel bad, or I won't. Yeah, I. You know, I've got no issue with it. It's just getting. It's getting used to doing it because it's new. Is all you know. Um, so. I mean, I, well, yeah. I, oh, sorry. I was. Get, I was gonna. I was just gonna say I, I do stupid shit constantly. Every day of my oh. life, I'm always making well, mistakes. Well, that makes two of us chat. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because I I've kind of gone back and forth with pronouns for a while, uh, and I recently re came out as like because I I wanted to go by they them for a while, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck that, I'll just go by <laughs> she her, and then went back and forth. But now I think I'm. I'm totally comfortable with people calling me she, he, they, like any pronouns. And I I think I'm starting to appreciate the variety of pronouns that I get. So hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I definitely if you you can use whatever pronouns you want for me, I don't really care. I, you know, uh, it's it's like I don't think of either of you as she's though. That's the funny thing. It's just like an automatic program thing. I think of you as they's. I think of you as non binary because uh, I met you. I first encountered you both as non-binary, and I never saw you as anything other than that. 
Right. You know what I mean? It's like I, it's not like I didn't know you before you. I knew you before you you came out or whatever. So yeah. it's like I always think of you. I never think of you as she's. I always think of you as they. So it's just like like I said, it's just societal programming. I'm 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 overcoming. I totally get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we said last week, even I fuck up K's pronouns every once in a while. I fuck up my own. Or who, you know, it's, 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 I mean, yeah, it's just all, you have to unlearn it, you have to unpack right. it. So. Right, right. Yeah. It's another, you know, that's another good aspect to, to that, in a way. Because in, um, you know, in, 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 Kay's cleaning their desk, and so I keep hearing their little makeup brushes and hammering <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be I'm gone. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say it's uh, another kind of interesting aspect to that is the whole yeah, – I'm, I'm really into Eastern philosophy and stuff and Zen philosophy. And it's like, you know, the whole Zen the Zen Cohen Zen Cohen idea is um, like what what's the sound of one hand clapping? It's supposed to – it's kind of designed to short-circuit your brain. So that you just like go what, and then your 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 thinking stops because uh, you know Zen Buddhism and Zen meditation is all about emptying your mind, living, being in the moment, and uh, stopping the chatter in your mind. And these Zen koans are kind of designed to like stop you in your tracks and make you go whoa, and like kind of shut down in mm-hmm. a po- in a positive way as a, as a as a means to you know becoming more spiritually connected or whatever and and the pronoun thing does that it, 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 <laughs> do, it does it makes you stop and it's like it makes you stop and and just it takes you out of your normal everyday conditioning which is the same as the zen koan thing and 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 uh zen buddhism it's it's an interesting parallel it's like it's just one of those things that nobody's used to, or not a lot of people aren't used to or mainstream people aren't used to and so it wakes you up. It like pulls you out of your stupor and you have to think about it. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it makes you yeah, you have to you have to unpack these years of uh Yeah, lifetime yes. of programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's it's quite interesting. And that's the the whole magic thing as well, is like it's all about deprogramming. So is the Eastern philosophy, it's about deprogramming. It's like ninety nine percent of what we're doing every day is just programmed. We're not even thinking about it. We're just mm. zombies, and it's like all all of those spiritual practices are designed to wake you up out of out of your stupor. So, so you non-binary folks are part of that process of wake, waking <laughs> everyone out. Oh, I'm serious, waking everybody up out of their stupor. These things happen for a reason in nature, I believe. You know, mm. it's like it, it, they're, they're people have a purpose. You know, and it's and it's I don't know. It's just it's kind of just the way I, I look at things, but I have a different perspective than most. But anyway, um, okay. Now let's talk about your artwork. Let's talk about your photography, because I was very struck by your photography. It was so excellent. Aww. I was like. Because you again, full disclosure, you're on the mentorship program <clears throat> with me, and um, uh, I just was like the same uh, with K as well. It's like 
okay, I, I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna be helping you with like marketing and career advice because I don't see any anywhere you can improve on your artwork. Is like it's there already. There's you don't have to like develop it further, or you don't need your skills develop like fully formed, as I said before. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> talk about your talk about your artwork. I love it. I love your photography. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. So uh, dark. Also, oh <laughs> well, so how Kay has. Like, they've got these different, like, mediums that they work in, like, equally. I have kind of these different series that I work in. So, like, one would be uh, my Dysmorphia series. One would be my um, self-portraits, which I call my Infliction series. Mm -hmm. And then I have, like, my main hustle, which is headshots and, and... Portraits of people, and those are those uh, are more. They're less twisted, right? Yeah, those are, <laughs> very those colorful are, and yeah, colorful and bubbly yeah. and cute and more like playful, kind of like childlike. Like I like to incorporate, you know, fucking bubbles and mm-hmm. and cotton candy and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, those are more colorful and fun. And then I also shoot Polaroids of uh people doing like bdsm play and stuff like that so i kind of have all these different like opposite ends of the spectrum (laughs) yeah yeah, so it's nice because i i like not just focusing on one style and one one uh um what am i looking one like one theme yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, one theme. I like having my really dark, twisted shit, and then I have the really cute, fun stuff, and then everything in between. So, um, the probably the the most important work that I'm doing right now is my Dysmorphia series, which I've been working on since my senior thesis in uh, college. That's when I started that project. So. Initially, that was a body of work that uh, I started because I, uh, well, I had to choose something to do for my senior thesis, uh, but I was struggling a lot with body dysmorphic disorder, and so it was a very personal thing that I was going through. Um, which so, w- w- explain what body dysmorphic disorder is for. Well, Chet, now that you've asked, it is a <laughs> just to pre- be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a preoccupation with real or imagined flaws with the physical body that produces um, obsessive behaviors such as hair pulling, skin picking, looking in mirrors often, um, or... Bulimia, anorexia, those things can come from that too as well, right? Yeah, it's all all totally relative. So um, I was kind of... I don't know how I had learned about body dysmorphia. I think I was, I think I was, I was looking into, so there's like gender dysphoria. And when I was looking up the meaning of gender dysphoria or something, it was like not to be confused with body dysmorphia. And I was like, well, what is that? So then I looked into that and I was like, oh my God, that's, something that I am experiencing and I need, that's what I need to make my senior thesis project about. Mm. So, um, I started then and basically it was interesting because when I initiated that series, uh, it was mainly me photographing or modeling in that work. Um, so 
I liked to photograph in different spaces like basements or crawl spaces, mm-hmm. spaces anything with a lot of clutter because that was uh, to me that mimicked like the overwhelming thoughts and behaviors that mm. I was experiencing. Um, and then, sorry, my phone just went off. Um, no problem. I'm trying to think. Oh, let me ask you real quick though: Was that a conscious dis- decision when you were designing the work, or was that something that kind of developed out of the work? The the idea of tight spaces to represent the the clutter of your of your uh, behavior and mind and stuff surrounding that. I feel like it kind of developed after I started it. You right. Know? I started exploring like different lighting techniques and how I could how I could make this work. Uh, and yeah, after making a couple composites, I was like, "Hey, this is I like the colorful shit. I like the basements and blah blah blah." And then started messing around with that. Um, so I made seven pieces, seven composites for my senior thesis. And also, if anybody who's listening doesn't know what a composite is, it's it's one image that's made up of like bits and pieces of multiple images. So uh, after making this work, I realized, hey, I like to make composites because I'm a triplet. And so that like it's also mimicking this life experience that I have being uh, one of multiples. Um, all right. So, yeah, it's all it's all quite interesting but then um i stopped working on dysmorphia after i graduated college uh for like a year that would have been in 2019 because i was trying to find a job and stuff like that so i wasn't making a lot of fine artwork but then i picked it back up last year uh because i was like hey this is this is my calling i really need to focus on this uh, and then I had an art show in Grand Rapids last fall, and so that was a big motivator uh, for me to keep working on that series. And I also had started uh, like meeting a lot of people in the kink and fetish community. So I was like, hey, all these weird accessories that people are using, like, or all this weird furniture and shit, like, could totally make for these really cool digital composites. So I started meeting a bunch of people on FetLife and connecting with with friends and whatnot and uh, finding different models. So the second phase of the series started in 2020, and that phase start it, it was incorporating a lot more accessories like suction cups or um i don't know like you know stocks like the the medieval stocks mm-hmm. like one with that um just different different bdsm tools um and that's kind of where where this work is headed it's i'm just going to continue using different different um kink and fetish accessories and furniture to to keep distorting the body so it started as an exploration of just body dysmorphic disorder but now it's like i'm exploring this relationship between bdsm and body dysmorphia mm. Interesting. So I don't really, I'm still trying to like figure out what it all means and whatnot but it's definitely a fun exploration because i i really like distortion i like distorting the body i like altering bodies and putting them together and making weird shit so um yeah it's yeah. i mean that that's the 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 
I, I love that about the art making process is that you can, you know, it's like a, it's an open door to your, your psychology and yourself. And it's like, you can kind of figure or your, your artwork helps you to figure out what you're going through. Again, we're talking, you know, we're talking about that, um, waking up out of the sleep state and, and, you know, and making these things conscious and, um, and, uh, it's, and then it's like, it's like the art making process is like, uh, to me is sort of like a, you're creating a puzzle. It's almost, it's like you create these puzzles and then you solve the puzzles and then you get to, you start to understand like yourself when you solve the puzzles. Yeah. It's like each, each, each piece is a puzzle in its, in its own right. And then when you have like a whole body, that's like a larger puzzle that points to who you are as a person kind of and then you have yeah. to figure that out too it's a trip yeah because then like you look at the work and you're like okay i totally i totally can see this person like i i can visually understand what this person is like based on the things that they make and right. like uh a lot of the work that i make is relative to mental health of course so um i wouldn't say that's like the forefront of my work but it definitely plays uh, a role there so, like, anytime if I'm pissed off or, or whatever, anything that's, like, inhibiting me from living life peacefully, basically, is when I'll turn around and be like, okay, I need to, I need to make something from this. I need to channel this negative energy into making something. And that's normally when I make really twisted work. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when I make my really, like, uh, fucked up self-portrait, uh... So that's kind of the self portraits are really fun because self portraits I've been I've been doing that the entire time. That's what I started doing when I was fucking around in like middle oh, school. Oh, that's you know what I I never put two and two together that you're both also doing self portraits. Oh yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> wow, what a trip! Yeah, what a so trip. There's another layer that's really fascinating because it's like we're twins. So we're identical, quote unquote, we're identical, but we're, we're using different mediums, but making self-portraits. So it's like we're both, it's almost like we're making portraits kind of of each other, but, <laughs> so weird. but we're using different mediums to do that. Cause Kaylee and I are, Kay and I, excuse me, um, we're both, we're both really interested in like dual existence and transformation mm-hmm. and the many different things that you can become. That's what I really like about BDSM and, and all the different like leather hoods and shit. Cause it's like, there are just so many different characters that you can turn into. And that's normally what I'm exploring when I make those self portraits is like, what, what different people or settings or inhuman things can i turn myself into but still be you know a human day to day it's it's i don't know it's just really interesting yeah it is interesting yeah yeah it's, it's so curious as to i it's it, the the bdsm thing is is like kind of fascinating to me because i i know we've talked about this before in, in the mentorship thing it's like i never i'm not into it myself it, it's uh but it's like visually it's like some of the stuff just looks amazing <laughs> it look 
it's so it's like a whole other world. Yeah, you know? it's so it's really dark. It's very dark art. You know, it's just you know personally, I'm just so I'm like I'm such a modest person. I'm when it comes to you know my sexuality, it's like that's a private thing for me. I'm not into putting it in my art or anything. I've just always been like that. Um, but um, it's it's like to me it is interesting on its own even aside from the sexual aspect of it and what but what is fascinating is the sexual aspect of it it's like how does that tie into it's that weird the pleasure pain thing and the the domination submission thing it's it's like it's it's it seems to me like it's somehow this like acting out of the way people are all the time. Yeah, it's that's like, exactly what it does. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, because I think, well, I mean, I can't speak for this is how the world works. It's like domination and submission and, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that's how yeah. societies work, basically. That's how animals work. Well, yeah, so it's it's interesting because what, what drew me to BDSM was at the beginning, well, I'm trying to think back now on my life story. So I was never a really sexual person, like in college or anything. I knew that, I knew that I, what I thought that BDSM and all these things like looked really cool, but I was like, oh, I'm not into that. That's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, so I started photographing people in the kink and fetish community as a way for me to sort of dip my toes in and figure out what I was into, mm. but. Also, yeah, with like a dis- safe distance though, because you were doing it yeah. as art, right? Yeah, so it was like I was able to meet people and then like learn safely from other people, like um, you know the the proper procedures and whatnot. Um, but but also simultaneously figure out what what I was into, and then I started doing all these self portraits, incorporating different like BDSM hoods or or making my own hoods or you know clipping clothespins to my face or whatever the fuck it was uh and it's not necessarily an erotic thing for me i just really like the element of transformation with these different accessories uh the eroticism is a totally other thing um but i think what sexually what draws me to it is i i'm a huge control freak obviously i have a lot of control over the art i make Mm. or um so there's something I'm I'm just now realizing that like there's something about submission that's really appealing to me because it gives me a break from that really controlling detailed aspect oh, of myself. Wow. So it's like a way to get outside of yourself in a way. Yeah, and I think that's what is appealing to a lot of people is like you have your daily hobbies and habits and and proper social procedures right. and and then you go home or you do whatever you do this play and it's like this break from right you know so i think that's really what's appealing to people that's interesting yeah it's fascinating it's fascinating because it's like as with any subculture i mean all all the subcultures i find really interesting because they come they come up from the people Yep. They just develop on their own, and it's like such a trip that something so specific like that, that that means 
there's something to it. It's just not a bunch of perverts. You know what I mean? There's something to it when a whole bunch of people just out of nowhere uh, over the years, and it's always been there. It's it's like comes up and it and it's something that people do and it's something that people are into and it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like some corporately manufactured thing that people buy into. It's mm-hmm. it's from the you know it's like any subculture like you know punk rock or death metal or you know these things that kind of come from people just naturally. It's so interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because there's like. It's surprising how many people are into BDSM or like these really kinky things, but they they're totally fucking normal. Like right. quote unquote normal. Like they look like your average Joe, mm-hmm. but you know, under their dress pants they're fucking wearing sexy underwear. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> whatever, whatever their weird, cool, kinky, fetishy thing is, uh it just it's fascinating because I mean, I'm very open about it, and I look – I feel like I look pretty wild anyway, but it's interesting when I meet people who I'm like, I would never, ever think that you were into right. this crazy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is like when I see um, people at the dark art shows that are really into dark art, but they're totally just don't look – they don't dress the part. I think that's the coolest yeah. is like the ones that look completely normal. <laughs> That are like yeah. way into dark art. It's like uh, it's it's cool. It's it's cool. I mean, you always the the the, the stereotype you see on um, like uh, in movies is the the guy. The usually it's a guy who has a high powered job, who's like kind of an asshole and he's screwing people over all the time and feels like yeah. he needs to be punished. So then he goes and gets punished. And yeah. it's like I'm sure that's true, but I don't. That's can't be everyone. That's probably just one aspect of it, I imagine. Because yeah. then there's the people that do the punishing that are getting something else out of it as well. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's so fascinating because there's it's there's literally there's so much there's so fucking much there's so many things that people are into and it's just it's all really fucking fascinating. Um, I think. Because at first when I had learned about BDSM and shit, like, forever ago, I was just like, that's weird. Yeah, like, you know, I feel like everybody initially is like, oh, perverts, that's right. fucking weird, something's wrong with them, blah, blah, blah. But as I photographed it and and met people and, and done it myself, I think there is a lot of healing that comes with practicing hmm. BDSM, and not right. everybody needs it, or not everybody sees right. it. But uh, for me, it's been a good... It's been a good channel for me to relax and let go and learn a ton of stuff about myself and like unpack unpack things that I didn't think I had an issue with or or there were I was not I've like never really been intimate with anybody until this year. Mhm. And practicing BDSM is what, like, initiated that. Like, I was like, I really am afraid of, like, physical touch or being intimate, like, fucking hugging people and shit. Like, I don't – I couldn't figure out why. And then I was able to, like, unpack a bunch of stuff from my past and whatnot. Oh, wow. Um, And, like – there – what's really cool is being able to have control over – 
whatever it is that you're practicing, whatever BDSM thing that you're doing, uh, all in all, you have control. So, you know, there's a lot of healing that comes with that territory if you've experienced, like, sexual assault or, or any sort of trauma. But it doesn't have to be. I think right. uh, a lot of people have this idea that like oh yeah you're only kinky because you've had this fucked up happen to you so you're you're mentally disturbed or whatever it is sometimes people have trauma that they're unpacking through bdsm but not everybody does so yeah yeah i'm sure some people are just wired that way it's just you know it's that without the trauma maybe yeah some people are just like hey i like tying people up (laughs) hey uh but he's consenting it's cool yeah exactly uh it's you know it's so interesting because i've uh, like i said i've never been into this sort of thing and kind of had that prejudice that you talk about in the past about it like like sex isn't good enough all right i mean it's already amazing you don't need to it's like gilding the lily kind of thing but um that was kind of my attitude in the past but the more i learn about it and then especially talking to you about it now it's like it's so parallel to the dark art thing it's like the sexual version of dark art in a way Uh or it's like it's it's touching on the same thing it's it's like doing the same thing for people on like maybe more in the sexual arena that dark art is doing for people in the artistic arena where it's like a safe way to confront your trauma or just, you know, get your anger out or emotions out, your your things out that, that people don't like to, to talk about or, or people are afraid to confront or parts of themselves they're not comfortable with looking at. Dark art is that that way in an artistic medium to do that Mm -hmm. it's interesting it's like the same with you know metal music or whatever too as well it's like it's almost like every every thing has a dark dark aspect to it that can be channeled properly or or channeled improperly and then it becomes like a dangerous thing if you Mm -hmm. if you don't let it out Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. I'm just there. No, I'm just philosophizing that. here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think yeah. If you don't have a channel for for whatever it is that you're struggling with internally, it or if you don't feel like you have a safe space to practice these things, you're gonna take it out on yourself or on someone else because you just don't know how to cope with it, or you so, don't even know you have it. Right, and then it's yeah. just coming out in uh, obsessive or uh, you know obsessive behaviors and stuff because you don't e- and you don't even know why. Yep, you know. Yep, art is well BDSM art. Everything is it's a great tool to learn about yourself and to to channel or fi- I don't know figure out these dark things and and make something from yeah, it. You yeah, know? yeah, express these things in a positive way, basically. Yeah, rather than in a in a in, internalized negative way mm-hmm. interesting wow yeah. gaining yeah. gaining insights gaining insights there we go. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think if i have like other like comments on on my photography um well, let, let me let me let me ask you some stuff about your uh, sure. photography it's the one of the weird things um <clears throat> and i and i think i did mention this to you before is that when i saw your stuff i was like 
oh man, this is so similar to this idea I had that that I oh, I yeah. never did that I because I just I don't have I'm too prudish or whatever to do it. <laughs> but I thought it would be a great idea, which was to take clips of porn and and using uh, uh, After Effects or some kind of compositing medium, like remove people's heads and arms. So you'd have these two bodies having sex with like, with no limbs, but, uh-huh. but you, but you do it like smoothed over realistic, not cut off. I mean, like they never were there and that would just be such a disturbing, weird, fucked up thing to see that it would be worth doing. <laughs> and it's like, you kind of are doing that. It just instill images in your photography. You're, you're, yeah. you're like removing limbs and adding limbs um, uh, and it's just, I, I just, I just, I love it. But, and it's also the, you know, I, I like the weirdness. I like the weird hoods and masks you have. All that dark stuff is great. But, uh, why, why I, I think your work is really great is because it's like composed well, you know, obviously you're, you got, your composition is excellent. The color, you know, your color is right everything's right about it it's very like polished even though it's dark and and twisted um you know it's one thing to do to do disturbing uh photography like that but it's also kind of cool that it's so slick and polished you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) i'm slick now (laughs) do do you know joel peter whitkin the photographer oh yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Joel well, Peter, Joel Peter, Peter yeah, amazing. I, I, I've been into him since I was, I first discovered him when I was like a teenager in the 80s. Uh, uh, <clears throat> but he's, you know, he's, you, you're both in a, in the realm, in the, in the, that realm of photography, which is kind of a narrow realm, which is cool. But, um, you know, his stuff is all like scratched up and black and white and grainy looking kind of and old looking. And then your stuff is very like slick and modern and, and uh, clean looking in a way. I don't know if mm. clean's the right word. I mean, just like in, in the process in the it's technique polished. polished. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he definitely was one of my main influences, but the, the two photographers that, that I, that helped me. What am I trying to say? Had I never seen their work, I would not be making the my Dysmorphia series. Um, so it's Lucas Samaras and um, Victor Va- Vargas Villaforte. Villaforte. I don't know how you say his last name, but um, uh, Lucas Samaras. He's still making a ton of work, which is really sweet. But back in uh, maybe the eighties, seventies, or eighties, he was taking these Polaroid images of himself with all this colorful, crazy lighting. And then as the Polaroid was developed, he would like, or as it developed, he would like take different tools and, and bend the emulsion and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've done that before. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, he'd make these really like trippy weird shapes and shit with his body, but in a manual way. So it's like kind of manual Photoshop for me. Um, and then Victor Vargas Villaforte, um, I saw his work through – there's like this photo competition I entered and he was one of the winners 
from uh, a previous year, and his teratology series had all these composited human beings put together, but they had all these faces and shit, mm. so it was really, really cool, and I was like, oh my god, that's really fucking sweet, I love this, I need to, like, it was just very inspiring. Right. Yeah, most yeah. You, most of the the dys- dysmorphia stuff doesn't have faces, right? No faces. Yeah. yeah. No tattoos, no faces. I love that about it. <laughs> it makes it really disturbing. Well, yeah, and I'm trying to, like, that's kind of one of those things that I've been trying to figure out. I don't include tattoos just as a, a way, like, I don't like identifying. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I would do, too, <laughs> if yeah. I was doing what you're doing. Also, there are some ta- – I mean I would probably like to try a dysmorphia piece with someone who's got you know full body tattoos. Mm. But tattoos, mm. depending on what it is, it can be really distracting from right. from what I'm photographing. And for that dysmorphia it series, can, it just doesn't – it just takes away from It takes that, away you know? from the otherworldly aspect. It, it roots it more in reality where you, I think the, the, the stuff you're doing is more like otherworldly. You know what I'm saying? Like other, it's almost like from another dimension. Yeah. You know, you tattooing is very, this, this, it's also very, this time period. It's this, you know, this reality, you know, whereas I don't know, I don't know because I don't know though. It's, it's a, uh, you know, there's other things that place it in this reality, but as far as the, I don't know, there's something like the, the, the figures seem like they come from somewhere else. You know, they almost yeah. don't seem like they come from here in a way. It's weird, but that's what's great about your work. It's thought provoking. It makes you think like that, you know. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like if you if I included a fucking tattoo of of a flower or or a skull and crossbones, that's going to be saying something completely different. Right. You know what I mean, it totally has uh, a contextual influence over the work. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I normally don't include them. But piercings I'm okay with because they're hmm. not – unless they're really flashy or anything, like mm-hmm. I, those are cool because they're just another way of altering the body. But right. so are tattoos, but tattoos are a little different. Um, yeah. Uh, also, I really like making – I rely very heavily on color for all of my photos mm-hmm. and – Especially for my dysmorphia series, what I like about that is, to me, it's uh, it's like reflecting something that doesn't exist in in our normal reality. Like it's it it's visually reflecting like the human psyche or something. You right. know what I mean? So I like how you put it. Like it's it's from another world or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like it's from another another dimension. But, you know, it's like, that's what my dystopia book is. It's treating it as if it's another dimension, all the stuff I paint, you know, and it's, and and really every artist is kind of doing that unless you're doing, I don't know, super realism or hyper realism or something like that. But, yeah, um, yeah, but the color... You're making tangible, like, your own little world in your head. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it's like every artist is world-building, really, particularly uh, artists that go more surreal and or fantastic or whatever. I, I think, the, the you know, the colors are – I love the colors, too, because they're very rich and they're just appealing. So that's what – I think that's another thing that really works uh, works for me about your work is that you've got this dark – 
ugly and a lot of <laughs> grotesque. Yeah. Grotesque is probably a good way to put it. But it's presented beautifully with beautiful colors. You mm. know, so over it's like it all and all together it gives it more of like a really I don't know, it's like uh uh it's like appreciating an alcoholic beverage. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's got a com- beverage. It, it has a it has a complex flavor in that way. You know, it's not like super whereas maybe you're more uh uh upbeat stuff that you do is more like it's got more sugar in it. You know, easier yeah. to take easier to take down. It's like just automatically tastes good whereas the dark, any of the dark stuff, really has, is more like a is, is more like a uh, some some kind of alcoholic drink or something where it's like a it's grapefruit juice in it or something. You know, it's, it's, it's got something that's a little harder to right. Yeah, it's 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 got a more of a complex palate. It's not just you know. I, I like that though. I like that juxtaposition. Well, yeah. Well, uh, earlier I realized I I didn't finish my thought on because I jump around a lot. If you mm. haven't noticed, uh, I, I'm not noticing it. There's, I'm still trying to figure out like why I don't include heads in my dysmorphia series because obviously it's like I'm just I'm just making it about the human body, right? Uh, but then it's like again, Kay and I both make all these self portraits where the face is the entire focus, so it's like. I'm making one thing where the body's the the focus, and then this other thing where the face is the focus. Right. Separate. Well, yeah. And what's interesting is what, and that's the with you know to put it in the context of my work, I'm all faces, almost yeah. always exclusively. And to me, yep. the face is the person. It's mm-hmm. like the personality. It's like the when you talk to someone, you're looking at the face. You're looking at their eyes. That to me represents. The person and the body to me represent is more like an extension of the person. It's not, even though you know, regardless of what the facts are, right? um, To me, the body represents like an extension of that, like a tool that that the that the that the face uses in a way, (laughs) because the face is like the person. I totally get that. Like that's an extension of the 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 main thing, which is the head. Yeah, yeah, which is the head, where the emotion is, even though you know body language and all that. So, but uh, but as far as some some uh, symbolically, it's like it's almost like the head is where the soul is, or the personality, or the the real person. So, yeah, I wonder wonder I wonder what that means with your yeah. with your series there, where there's no heads. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. It's like I'm still trying to. That's one of those themes I'm still trying to figure out, and I guess. I guess maybe it's like I don't want faces or tattoos or heads or whatever or even hair because it's like by by cutting off heads and making it just about the body, then I feel like it makes it more relatable to like a wider audience. Right, because that's true. You see a leg or a foot and you're like, oh, my God, I have that too. Right. But if, if you see a photo of someone's face, yeah. you're like, oh, that's not me. That, yeah, that okay. Never- okay okay but but let me ask you this Ooh. okay you didn't intentionally think that right this is more like is it this was an intuitive thing yeah so so um so it didn't come from a an an intellectual place it's almost like we're intellectualizing it after the fact yep you know um later yeah yeah which is you know that's how i i think a lot of artists approach their work that's how i approach my work um 
I wonder if where these tie into you being non-binary, because, you know, so much of non-binary is I'm, you know, not being non-binary. I can't speak for non-binary people, but to my understanding, it's like your identity, your gender identity is how you feel like who you really are and Mm -hmm. your physical um, gender might be totally different, which Mm -hmm. was kind of represented more in the body Mm -hmm. than, you know, in in necessarily in the, in the head. Mm -hmm. And so it's like your real, your real view is in your head. And then the, the body, which is not really you is the body. And I well, wonder like, if that has something to do with anything. The body is like your, uh, the body. I'll speak in my own experience, I guess. So my body and the way I decorate it is my way of making sense of how I feel on a daily basis. So, you know, one day I might be a little bit more feminine the next day, Mm. or if I do drag, that's the same thing. I might be more masculine one day, might be more feminine the next. Um, so it's, it's my way of making tangible, like my gender identity that fluctuates on a day to day basis, um, which may or may not be the case for other non-binary folks. Um, yeah, but as, I'll probably say something really similar to Kay, but like with the work that I make, I'm so fascinated by transformation and dual existence because I, with my gender identity, I'm like very open to the fluctuations of, of my daily experience. So with myself, so it's like I'm making this work where I'm transforming into a bunch of different things or transforming everyday things, AKA bodies into something else. Where am I going with that? You get, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just rambling, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm representing that, that the fluctuations that I experience by, by documenting the different characters that I become right. with self portraits, but then with dysmorphia, it's like I'm transforming body parts or one person into this whole like puzzle of of limbs and ligaments like coming in and out of each other. Right. So I don't know, it's interesting. It is. It's just a trip. It's like it's yeah. so it's so deep that you you do get kind of lost in it. It's like talking about you know, uh, you know? <laughs> What's that? I said, I don't even know what it means, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's what's fun about it, though. <laughs> it's like, is thinking about thinking about what it could represent. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, or and, you know, it, but that, that kind of vagueness is what makes it, I think, I think that is, makes it, uh, gives it broader appeal, not that you're doing it for that reason, but more people can, it can, it, you know, be, that's why I like to keep things, I don't, you know, I, I tend to not like art that just like tells you what to think. Like this is the idea, and it's obvious. It's almost like art that beats you over the head with a message. Is not, I'm not really into it. It's like I like the art that makes you go, oh, okay, you know, because when it's vague, the 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 viewer can, uh, you know, put their own meaning on it, and that makes it 
so powerful. That makes art like super powerful, like a weird mirror to the viewer. Well, yeah, and it's it's. I hate looking at art where you can so clearly see what it's trying to force upon you. Mm-hmm. It's like this has no depth, you know what I mean? Right. And it's nice when art can mean a bunch of different things to different people, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 I like I – li- I've said this before, but I really like that aspect of, I don't know, surrealism or weird art or whatever you want to call it that, that doesn't have a – that's not – doesn't have an obvious meaning because it it really is more inclusive and it also is more interactive like it makes the the viewer becomes part of the whole process you know like like just i, I was I, I posted in the dark art society group yesterday this short video i found of like what is art people talking about different artists talking about you know quotes of what is art and um one quote, and this is something I've always thought, is that uh, the p- part of the – I forget what the quote was, but basically the idea was part of the process is the person viewing it. That's part of the art making process. And if you only make the art and you don't show it, it's like the art's not done. Yeah. So so I love the idea that – I love that idea that, that when it's not done until someone is looking at it and it's affecting them in some way. And I love it that – a piece of art will uh, draw you in and make the viewer, you know, I've, I got people that tell me what they think my stuff means all the time. And it's like, oh, I never thought of that. It's super cool. You yeah. know, and that just adds to the artwork. It makes it better. It makes the artwork better, even though the artwork's finished, is what what people who look at it. And that makes, you know, that puts the the viewer or collector or art appreciator like on a... Like, I don't know, you have a partnership with them in a weird way, and they're contributing to your artwork. Yeah, the the viewer has everything to do with the art, definitely. Yeah. You can have an intention of what you think it means, but until someone else looks at it, you know, you're not going to know what, how other people experience it or what, yeah, what it means to them. I like, because I've had a lot of people, like, who have told me, They've had experience with body dysmorphia or, you know, binge eating disorder, bulimia or or whatever the case may be. And they're like, oh, like this – I like this photo that you made in a kitchen because that's – you know, that reminds me of of my own experience. Like that's a room where I experience a lot of body dysmorphia or Mm -hmm. like – yeah, it's just interesting to hear other people's experience with your work. It's I, I love it. I love hearing what other people have to say. I love a good critique. Love I I just love talking about art. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like I said. It's part of the process of art making. Is mm-hmm. that's like the that's that's the thing. That's the reward at the end. It's like selling. It isn't the reward. That's that's a reward. But the main reward is when it's appreciated by people and that that like then the circle becomes complete in a way you know because you can connect with people yeah and then and it's that's you know amazing when you're that's like a way of it's communicating it's communicating with people yeah bringing people together and yeah yeah you build a community and uh uh like you fuck what was i gonna say anyway keep going (laughs) i was done We'll wait for yours. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. We'll I do. just have a really long pause. Yeah, just a blank spot. No, yeah, no, yeah. I, I do this every time. Don't, don't worry about it. 
<clears throat> so do you are you feeling like as I said before, you know, I know you've done shows and stuff, but you both are you both are really young and really early in your careers. Um I, you know, I didn't feel young at your age, but now that I'm old, I'm like they're babies. They're just starting. They're I'm so they're so lucky. I wish Aww. I was I wish I was that age. Um but so it's exciting. You have your whole life ahead of you and a whole art career ahead of you, which is cool. And you got such a great start. Um, but I was going to ask you, um, I mean, do you have, there's two things I wanted to ask you. One I wanted to ask you is how you're making your money. One thing, cause that's yeah. like, you know, this is, these are things that people who want to be artists that you're, cause you're living the art life. So it's like, this is important to people who want to live the art life. But um, also what, what are your what do you see down the road you know this is a long game art is a long game i've mentioned this in the mentorships it's like you got to think 10 years down the line and so um what are your plans what are your big plans for for your art are you just kind of following it and seeing where it takes you or do you have like goals you see down the road or what oh boy uh okay wait what was the first question (laughs) how do you make your money (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do, do the easy the one first how are you how are you bringing in money with your art uh, yeah so i do uh, a lot of photo shoots a lot of people hit me up for headshots or uh oh, you so know. you do like commercial photography yeah. for people so you're yeah. you do work for hire for people yeah i've done um product photography there's a, a oh, wow. store they're called uh nice and naughty they're in granville but they have a couple different locations and uh, I've done photo product photos of sex toys for them, which has been, I mean, it's right up my alley. So <laughs> really fun. Um, a lot of people hit me up for headshots and, uh, like, you know, I'll do senior photos, engagement photos, stuff like wow. that. Uh, I also, I started making merchandise per your recommendation through the mentorship. Yes. Shameless. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been making a lot of merchandise, uh, lots of apparel through my threadless shop, uh, zines, phone grips with little eyeballs on them, prints. Uh, yeah. So yeah. You do so you, freelance merchandising. That's great. Cause, cause one of the things Kay said was that you had kind of, you were doing the art full time before they were. Mm-hmm. And you really encourage them to like go for it and leave yeah, leave was, the job. I, you're you're like yeah, we I, can do this. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of busting Kaylee's. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> see, I keep fucking up. Uh, I, I was busting Kay's balls like every. I was I was the nagging wife for like a couple months. I swear, like every day they'd come home and they'd bitch about their job and I'd be like. Dude, fuck your job. Fuck your job. It's stupid. Quit. <laughs> you, you could be chilling, making art with me 24-7. It'd be fucking great. And I was busting their balls for a really long time about it. And then they finally did it. And I was really excited about it. Uh, but, yeah, I've been kind of doing the full-time photography game since – I mean, since I left my job. Uh, well, I didn't – choose to leave but i'm happy that i left because of you know because of covid oh Um, but i've been doing that oh my god probably since 
Well, I guess since like maybe December or November. Oh, okay. Yeah, from last year. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice. Work has been slow. I haven't been doing a lot of photo shoots lately, but I've been doing a lot of like I feel like I've made a lot of fucking work the past couple years and now I'm in this weird like uh incubation period where I'm making all these products and then the next month or two I'm well in September I have a bunch of art shows and I'm going to this big photography festival which is a part of that GoFundMe GoFundMe that I sent you Oh yeah um, yeah I'm going to this big photography festival so I'm like taking all this stuff that I've made and all these products and showing all these different things next month. So hopefully that will lead to new opportunities, you know, come the fall. So yeah. yeah. Talk about your GoFundMe real quick too. It's funny that you both have GoFundMe's too. I know. I know. I thought (laughs) it was really funny. So uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, my lighting equipment, all the capacitors on my lights popped and broke so I was like, oh, fuck, I re- like uh, everything I make pretty much I use my lighting equipment for. So uh, I got those sent to the manufacturer immediately to get those fixed. Um, so the GoFundMe I have is, is fundraising for helping me repair this lighting equipment so that I can get back to doing what I do best. But at the same time, it's a fundraiser to help me uh, get to this – photography festival because i i need to get my work in front of as many people as possible so that i can continue um well so new opportunities can be opened for me and so i can network and um keep bringing awareness to body dysmorphic disorder and and many other things through my work so yeah what's the address or what's how, how does people search it Maybe we'll put it in the body of the uh, the the text as well. But just for people listening, is there an easy way to search it? Uh, I don't know if you, well, you could find it on my Instagram in the link in my bio. I know that there's uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I I just say Rach Briefo, but it's R A C B R I P H O. So it's supposed to be Rachel Britton photo, but okay. just. Sure. And again, we'll put that stuff in the in the body of the text. Um, but Yo. but but we didn't get to, we didn't get to your your what's what's the long term goals? Oh, boy. Um, or do I, you have any? You know, I followed I, my nose. I, I I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. There's not a market for this art that I'm doing. I'm just, I know that this is my passion. This is what I want to do more than anything is paint these stupid monsters. And so I'm going to do it. And enough, you know, just like they say, just like Joseph Campbell says, if you follow your bliss and the little doors will open that lead you to your path. I just kept taking a step forward. Every time I'd see an opportunity, you go and it like the path is lit up like two feet in front of you. You're in the dark and the path keeps lighting up two feet in front of you and you just keep following it. And then at the end of it, it's like, Oh shit, it's been, you know, 15, 20 years and I have a book of a whole world that I'm making. I had no yeah. idea that I was world building when I started painting. And now it's yeah. like, oh, this makes this is exactly what I wanted to do since I was 9 years old. You know, mm-hmm. so uh is that is is that your approach, which is just kind of like seeing where it goes or do you some people have like a big grand scheme at the end of it already planned out? 
you know, I I've tried I've tried the whole planning thing, <laughs> and I like, like every time like with my control freakness like. Every time I've been like, this is exactly what's going to happen, and this is exactly what I expect to happen, never fucking happens. Right. So I feel like as much as I have I have what I want to happen, it, I know it's going to be completely <laughs> different. So I'm not really – I don't have specific goals for my art, but I do know that – like what you said, it's like I know that this is – what I have to do, I know that for a fact, so I'm just going to keep doing it and everything will unfold the way it needs to. That's all you um, need to know. That's all you need to know, yeah. really, is that this is your thing and this is what you're going to do. It makes really anxious. <laughs> <laughs> to not know? Yeah, to not know. I hate that. I hate not knowing, but that's kind of also the fun is, right. is let it unfold and unveil itself. Uh, I mean, I guess for very specific future things that I have, I could tell you about the art shows that I have. Sure. Sure. Um, so, uh, I have work, uh, these are all my dysmorphia pieces. That's, that's what everybody wants to display. So, um, I have five pieces of work on display at the urban Institute for contemporary arts in grand Rapids, um, until December, um, and that is, what was I going to say about that? Oh, I have four dysmorphia pieces and a video that I made for that. Uh, so Wait, it was what, cool. What, what video? We didn't talk about video. Oh, I, I, I sort of dabble in making spooky videos too. I'll have to send you this video. I made it, Excellent. Uh, I think in March or April and I titled it drain and I've kind of dabbled a little bit in, in video stuff, uh, but it's just not my main focus. Right. So it's one video and four dysmorphia pieces that's on display there. And then the grand reopening celebration is September 9th, 5 to 7 p.m. <laughs> I'm going to flag. I've been telling everybody this. Like, I'm going to be in full geesh at this thing because I love dressing up and going to shit. Uh, so if people want to come out and say, Hey, please do, there's going to be cookies and ice cream and my little gay clown ass running around. So <laughs> it's going to be a great time. So sounds like a great time. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, uh, one of the big things. And, uh, yeah, the urban Institute for contemporary arts, they closed because of COVID and had to relocate. Um, but the shows that they have up now are fucking phenomenal. So I'm really, really excited that I was invited to be a part of that. Um, so that's the bi that's probably the really big thing that I have. But then uh, I have dysmorphia pieces that are going to be on display for Art Prize in Grand Rapids. Um, that's going to be like mid to late September. Um, and then I have two other art shows, I think. Oh, I've got... One dysmorphia piece that's in uh, Manifest Gallery in Cincinnati, Ohio, until mid-September. And then uh, the other one is Kay and I both got into an art show in Holland, Michigan. And uh, it's another dysmorphia piece. That's, that's, where, my mother, that's, that's where my mother-in-law was born. Oh, uh, Holland, cool. Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, kind of got uh, some work around around these parts, and then I have 
Uh, an upcoming publication that I have is uh, I have some Polaroids, some erotic Polaroids that I photographed. Those are going to be in the Photodarium private calendar for 2022. So it's like a tearaway calendar, but it's all these kinky erotic Polaroids. Oh, cool. That's really fun. Um, and then, oh, the other big thing is Filter Photo Fest in Chicago. So that's at the end of September. And um, I'm really excited because I've never done portfolio reviews like on a large scale like mm -hmm. that. So uh, my other mentor, Stafford, who was my professor in college. Um, to the, the mentor you're cheating with on me with? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd say the same thing about you. <laughs> I was first. He he would say. <laughs> yeah, oh so he. I'm the uh, I'm the mentor mistress. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! That's so fucking funny, Chat. Uh, yeah, he he's been pushing me to go to this photography festival for years, like since I was in college. But I'm really glad that I waited until now because my work is super developed now. Mm -hmm. Like I have, I can confidently go to this festival and know that like my shit is really good. Whereas in college it would have, I could have used the critique, whereas right. now it's more, I could use the connection. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, so I'm really, really pumped about that. And I'm just hoping that these, all these shows and shit that I have going next month, um, will open some doors for the future. Yeah, so that's, that's, I can only see a month ahead of myself. Yeah, we'll I'm telling you, that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah we'll that, that. That's like, I, I said before, when I first saw your work, you like you want to do the mentorship, and I like saw your work, and I'm like, what the fuck? Am, what, am, what am I going to tell them? <laughs> it's well, like I've got nothing to offer creatively. It's like it's great. Well, but no, that's, you've, you've totally helped me step up my marketing game for sure. Good, because so that's, that's important. Chat. That's important. I'm I'm glad. I was just looking this up while you were talking because this show would be perfect for you. Have you applied to? Have you heard of the Dirty Show? Oh, Dirty Show Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in it. Uh, okay, so you know about it. Twenty or early twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know if they're doing it this year. It says they've got. It's postponed, but. Uh, yeah, it's postponed until. After COVID, so who knows? It was originally going to be, in February, but they had to postpone it. So I don't know what's going on, but. I just thought, wow, that's that, that's kind of the only well-known erotic art show I know of. So I was thinking, oh, Rachel should apply, but you already did. Well, yeah, I definitely I the photos that I had on display there were ones that they were from the initial photos that I made for my dysmorphia series. So the when it does open back up, I have all this new work that's way more kinky and erotic that. <laughs> much more fitting than, than oh, the early right. So I'm eager for when that does open back up because the, the work I've made now is, is much more appropriate. So, right. yeah. But I love art shows. I fucking love art, art shows. Art shows are so much fun. Art show, it's like... They're so fun. Yeah, they're great. They're great. It's uh, it's the, the coolest people. Like, not cool, but I mean, like, cool. Like, nice people you want to hang around. Yeah, decent people, people that appreciate art, generally. Yeah. Then there's, but then there's all there's always the, uh, um, the the alcoholics who come for the free alcohol because most of I don't 
in in uh, California, you you can serve. What is it? You can't charge for alcohol, but you can mm. give you can give away free wine, and then you don't need yep. a, a license, uh, a beer and wine license or whatever. So yep. all these all these art shows have free wine and beer or free wine. And so every time there's at least one or two of these people that just come to get fucked up for free because it's free. So it's like, you know the, there's always can one of them. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's like kind can of you like, you can't, I mean, Hey, if I, if I knew that there was an event where there was going to be, yeah, free LaCroix or something, I'd be like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm going just for the fucking beverage. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, and I I mentioned this to you also on the mentorship. It's like I can't tell you how many connections I made going to art shows. So for for artists, I've you know there's stories about Bekshinsky who never goes to who never went to his art openings cuz he just didn't like the pe- being around a bunch of people. You know, that's not the case for most of us. You got to go. You got to go, but they're also fun. But mm. but it's all about, you know, especially on this <clears throat> I don't know the level that we're all working at, which is like we're not in blue chip galleries. We're kind of in this weird, you know, lower level art scene in a way. Like art, it's I like it though because it's it's like an art scene for everybody else. It's not it's not an art scene for the one percenters. It's it's an art scene for the ninety nine percenters. It's for regular mm-hmm. people that you know can afford it, and which I think that's awesome. <clears throat> that's where I'd rather be. But um, I'm a super duper social person. I definitely like thrive on mm. meeting people and and chit chatting with people. So I love art shows because of that. That's this is interesting and different about you. Another different thing is uh, so many. You're not an introvert. I have my moments, (laughs) but you're well. But you're like social, and you like to meet new people and stuff. And and yeah, yeah. How how is is K that way or? I would say K is is social, but they they're a lot more introverted than I am for sure. Like they need <clears throat> they need more of that uh, hibernation period, mm-hmm. you know, right? They, and meet new people. Whereas I like thrive on it, and I mean, a majority of my work is like people will reach out and I'm photographing them the same day that I've met them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I have to be like, yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to be able to enjoy talking to people. Yeah. 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 Especially what you're doing for sure. But that's interesting is you you have two very unusual things for an artist, which is being extra, having that ability to really interact with people comfortably uh, because I can do it. It's not comfortable. It's it's more than it used to be, but it was torture before. And you're good at math. Those are unusual <laughs> for artists. I might not be that good at math anymore now that I haven't been utilizing that skill well, set. You, you, music is is a very mathematical thing. So I would, but I'm t- okay. I've always been bad at math, but I've always I've been playing guitar and been a songwriter since 17 years old. So. You know, I, I I have a friend who's <clears throat> really good keyboard player. He's an amazing sculptor, the best sculptor in the business, but he retired. Mitch Devane, I always talk about him. Um, but he's an excellent keyboard player, and he would always tell me it's just math. It's it's easy when you understand. It's mathematical. And he would like – I remember one time he just was like explaining it to me, explaining music to me from a mathematical perspective, and it was just like, 
or in one ear and out the other. I just, yep. I was like, that's not how it works for, for me. It's <laughs> like, for me, I just mess around. I kind of know some chords and I mess around until I hear something I like. And then I imagine what might sound cool with the next thing. And I just keep building on it. So I don't, uh, at the, the basis, I mean, the basis of every math, math is at the ba- root of reality though, you know, mm-hmm. which is one reason I feel like I, I, uh, I wish that I was more talented at math because I feel like math underlies everything. Yeah. And, and, oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like being able to, because when Kay and I were growing up, we always, well, maybe not when we were growing up, but when I decided that I was going to pursue math as my career, like, we always <clears> joked <throat> about how, okay, is it the right brain is the creative mm-hmm, one? and the yeah. brain, So we always joked that, yeah. like, Kay was the right brain, I was oh, the left. Right. But now it's like, Kay's still just the right brain, but I'm left and right. <laughs> <laughs> There's that competition like, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a competition. I get to like utilize both of those sides of my brain uh, that way, so, so it's it's kind of fun. Is K around? K. I want I want to ask you both something at the same time that I forgot to ask them on the interview. Chat's gonna ask us uh, how much money we would like for our birthday. <laughs> a million dollars. <laughs> You want to ask us something in yeah. person together? Okay. Yeah, I, I had a final question here, um, and I realized I forgot to ask you. Uh, do you have the psychic link of twins? Uh, yes and no. We a did. magician never tells. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We never tell our, our what's the phrase, the dirty little secret or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> Magician never reveals. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep the, letting the, you. The, 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 the magician I've, never I've, reveals their trick or whatever. Their secret. Their secret. Their magic trick. Whatever the fuck. Anyway. Uh, come uh, on. No. You you don't or you. No no. You, I, you I don't want to say or you. I argue that we do. We I won't say that we we can't. You couldn't be like oh what am I th-? or. But we can finish each, each other's sentences. <laughs> oh my god, we we will. Yeah, we can finish each other's sentences, or like we'll just look at each other and be like, "Oh, I know." Like really? Yeah, we. Can That's just, the psychic thing, I think. Yeah, we. Well, then I guess yeah. We I do. mean, maybe the thing is like it's like you've always had it so it doesn't seem like a weird psychic thing to do to you yeah. but you but you finish finish each other's sentences you probably know what each other's kind of thinking or feeling at the time it just seems normal to you maybe yeah well, yeah we will we always do that just reminds me we always get people that ask us like what's it like being a twin and we're like i have no other frame of <laughs> so i've but, always been a twin so it's well, pretty normal to but, me but you, but you have other other siblings that you're not twins with, so yeah. it's you could judge it against that, right? As you yeah. say, well, if, if only you still had that life insurance policy out on yourself, we could figure out what it was like to not have a twin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we, I guess we have the psychic thing, but I, it's like I feel like in conversations when when we're with someone else and someone says something <laughs> weird, and I think I'm like, oh my god, that was fucking weird. I immediately am like. Kaylee definitely thinks the exact same thing, but we can't say it because we're we're in front of this person. Like, 
I know, I know. And then we'll this, talk about and it then later. We'll, we'll gossip about <laughs> it. Um, uh, yeah, but mainly we just finish each other's sentences. Or we can just give each other that look and we're like, oh my god, I know. I like the way that in the like in the view, in how way. I'm like crouched down because I'm not sitting on anything. So I, <laughs> like, just like, <laughs> Don't move. I gotta get a picture of that. Yeah. Don't move. Do that again. Do that again. Okay. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Anybody>. awesome. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm gonna have to post that on the Patreon. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> oh my God. So Welcome. I mean, have you had the, the the thing where you knew something? You know, maybe I'm reaching here, but have you ever had the thing where someone was in an accident or in trouble, and you kind of knew, or you had a feeling, or the like thing when where the was? Huh? You mean when when like like, like if, when the other twin was? Yeah. Like if they were in trouble and you kind of knew, or or they you were thinking about them and they called, or not that I can think of other than really. No, you're usually in the back of my mind. <laughs> okay, great. You're normally not the first thing I think about. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I I definitely this isn't. I don't think like like tell tell what it what, what, tell a telekinesis tele no telepathic telepathic. <laughs> Uh, probably not, but, like, anytime we're just very, like, safe, we try to be very, like, safe people, so, like, when Rachel first started doing, like, the BDSM photo shoots, and Rachel would be like, okay, I'm gonna go, like, see these people, here's their address, here's their phone number, if I'm not back in 30 minutes, like, call the police, or, like, something, (laughs) like, I, and also... Here's their fucking Facebook account, Yeah. blah, 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 right, yeah, person so i think i more so project like i'm like it's been five minutes no update (laughs) all right what's happening but that's not really telepathic (laughs) right right yeah yeah it's so weird because you're you're so similar in some ways but you're also very different people very different personalities like how would you say what what do you say would be the main difference personality wise between you both well rachel looks like Rachel's a Jolly Rancher, and... Bitch, you have yellow hair! I know, you wear, like, rainbow bright shit all the time. Yeah, I I wear a lot of colorful stuff, and Kaylee wears black all the time. Yeah. okay. Like, that stereotype of, like... There's, like, that stereotype of, like... Well, I feel like it's usually, like, lesbians or something. There's a stereotype (laughs) that there's, like, the goth one, and then the one that's, like, rainbow bright. Uh Uh-huh. So we're twins, and that stereotype matches for us because I wear only black. People, because so. we look different enough where, like, some people have thought that we're actually a gay couple. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So That's got to be uncomfortable. No, I, I think it's funny as fuck. I, I think it's really, really funny. Well, yeah. it mostly happened with, like, with masks, like people oh, couldn't yeah, see yeah. the rest of our face, so oh, we would like right, right, we would right. go into like our local like market that's like up I, the street. I had and... someone, I was like grabbing some pizza or whatever the fuck, and and this person that knew us through social media was like, "Oh my god, like I'm so happy that you and your partner just moved or, or whatever." <laughs> you and your partner just did that thing, and I was like, "Actually, they're not my romantic <laughs> partner. They're my identical twin." Yeah. <laughs> 
I think we, didn't we put a poll out on Instagram? I, I put a poll after that happened. It was so fucking funny. I put a poll on Instagram that was like, "Who who do you think K is?" And I put like A, like my partner. B, my twin. What a great C, idea. My dog or something. <laughs> like something really stupid. It was really really funny. But a lot of people thought that we were partners. And in a sense, we're like we life are, partners. We are partners in a well, sense. It's, you know, it's you know, it's uh unusual that yeah. you are so close in adulthood and live together and you kind of share this life you know uh, you're you're very close so so that's not uh i mean i think it's a it's a real gift it's a real amazing thing to have have a to be so close to a sibling like that yeah. um i mean it seems like you know you always hear the stereotype twins are very close they have this connection they have the psychic connection but it, but <clears throat> They, uh, but just to be adults living together, supporting each other in this same kind of careers is kind of unusual and, and super cool. Oh, it makes yeah. me very happy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah well, I second we, that. <laughs> we last night, uh, telepathic, last yeah. night we were, um, we were doing drag. I know Rachel said that. And it just, it's always surprising we, how long it takes. We and, have this mutual understanding that it's a total pain in the ass for both of us. But at the end of it, we, like, afterward, after we both got our makeup off and shit, we were sitting out here at, like, 3 in the morning eating a Popsicle. We both were eating Popsicles, and we are just like, that was fun. But that was really fucking annoying. <laughs> we kind of know each other's personality enough because Rachel will be like, okay, I'm getting irritated. And so we know, like, we know when to... To, to, to draw back. To pull, right. back so pull back, like, the silliness and the goofiness because we're like, okay, like, we're both getting a little... Antsy, antsy and irritated. We would just want to get this photographed and get it done right. with, you know. So we know we know each other's like work style, especially for drag and photo shoots. That, mm. but we, I mean, also we're very lucky because we have like we talk about this all the time. We have everything we need. We have a a photo studio in our apartment. We've got we got makeup. We've got instruments. We've got sewing machine and fabric. Shit to make videos. We've got we literally have like everything. So anytime if I'm randomly like I'm gonna randomly dabble with fucking charcoal today, Kaylee's like great, I have it. Or if you're like oh I wanna take a Polaroid picture of this thing or or hmm I really wish I had like mannequin faces or something. It's like great, we literally have everything everywhere it's like we like i wish we really should send you a photo of our apartment because it's the the gay room we call it is where (laughs) (laughs) you call it the gay room room and that's where the photo studio is i'm looking at it now why don't you turn the camera okay well i've got my hard drive plugged in i can't i I, I really send me pictures you can send me pictures i'll put it on the i'll put it on the patreon if you want to share that yeah. yeah, it's like we have in the gay room. We have like this, like it's like the room is split off into little sections. So it's like there's the little music area, and then there's the backdrop set up with all the lighting equipment, and then we've got a uh, supplies you know, we've corner. Got, we've got um, <laughs> props and blah blah blah. So it's it's really nice. Um, but to answer your question earlier, normally when whenever I'm describing Kay to someone else, I'm like they're my twin. They're a fucking amazing drag artist, amazing fine artist. Like, I, 
I guess the the way if I were ever gonna describe how we were different, I would say that Kaylee is or Kay. I'm so sorry. I, I really don't care. <laughs> it's no big deal. I'm, well, I'm sorry anyway. Um, <laughs> we're talking about on learning those things. Right. Those we do that uh, all the time. So I would say that Kay is uh, a little less indecisive, and normally, if they're pondering, wait, you more? I'm more indecisive. You're yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You're more indecisive. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, like last night, Kay had a dilemma with their makeup, and the entire time I was like, Bobby, it's okay. You just have to go with the flow. Like I have to kind of Rachel's my cheerleader. I have to like talk Kay through <laughs> whenever like shit doesn't happen the way that they think it's going mm. to, um, or I have to be like, well, why don't you just take this thing and do that? And Kay's like, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> so you're a little bit more slow to make a decision. Okay. Uh, so so, what is the support that Kay gives you? Well, none. none. I've, <laughs> I, I can't say. I just really wouldn't tell you. Yeah, You're supporting I've, the whole relationship. <laughs> yeah, someone's got to be the beauty, and someone has to be the support system. Well, someone, has, someone has to be the breadwinner, and it's not me. Well, it ain't me yet either. Um, no, I was gonna say that. Um, wait, what were we just, oh, indecisive. Well, how do you, I forgot. How do you, uh, some, you have to be I, something like that to Rachel too, in some way. I'm sure that's how good. That's how good relationships are, you know? I totally forgot to make this joke for my episode, but because I don't think it came up, the indecisiveness. I'm very indecisive. But I always, my running joke is like, don't ask me to make a decision. I am non-binary and I am pansexual. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't happening. (laughs) I can't make a decision decision. to save my life. Um, I I would say you, you inspire me a lot. You, you, I'm just the inspiration. <laughs> oh, for God's no, sake. No, I think you... Uh, you definitely have to, like, lift me up and talk me through, like, oh, bullshit, but you, but you I, help me when I have an issue with the sewing machine or something. Okay, here's what I do. <laughs> I buy a bunch of You material. buy shit that's never gonna get used and then I use it. <laughs> it's true, Chet. Don't let this fucking asshole over here tell you otherwise. <laughs> Oh, well, half the sewing machine? Mine. <laughs> half the computer? Mine. Oh my god. Half of this interview? Mine. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely... I have more so... Where I have more supplies, this comes from our hoarding. Because we were hoarders at our old apartment and got rid of like a bunch of shit when we moved in here. Anyway, uh, we had a bunch of supplies and I still have... A bunch of supplies, but I have more like equipment things that if Rachel wants to jump onto things, I'm more so I have tangible things that Rachel can use because I can't possibly use everything. But I guess like personality wise, what's like the thing that you? Yeah, that's what I was. I like. I feel like I'm good at like telling you and like I'm good at critiquing your work. Oh, that's true. I'm good at telling you like. Hey, this is not the move for you, or like, like this is like, cheesy. Mm, that looks like shit. You so, re- so that's interesting because you're more indecisive. Yeah. You're more indecisive for yourself, but you're able yeah. to be decisive with Rachel. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're kind of my you're my ear for a lot of things because you. I mean, you literally listen to me play trombone like every fucking day. <laughs> 
literally so yeah it hurts my ears you're, oh my god uh yeah yeah i feel like you're you're my rock you're my <laughs> the rock Dwayne. <laughs> stop dwayne the rock johnson oh my god is that you oh, stop. Uh, um i don't know <laughs> i don't want to you are for me well it um, seems like you are every time i talk to you both i'm comedic i'm the comedic one really? I'm the comedic hey, is the funny I, I i talk to you both separately with the mentorship thing and you're both always you never say a bad word about each other you're very like if you feel like it feels to me from talking to you individually individually like you are there you are the other's biggest fan that's how it feels to me. True. So it's like, you know, there's definitely a, a something that's working support-wise between yeah. the two of you. I just find it interesting. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely able to, when the other person is down, the other one is able to be like, it's going to be okay, or like, this right. is really fun or this you know this is working but it needs to be refined a little bit more or, or whatever it is so, so yeah you each, each kind of step in and help the other when they need it with whatever always yeah. like okay what was the case yesterday kaylee was making this like big flower because oh, i sent you the picture of the like evil right. flower. yeah Kaylee was making this big flower thing <laughs> and so i like you know, every like hour or something, Kay would be like, Hey, can you step in and help me tape this or do whatever every once in a while? And so I would do that. But then every hour or so for me, I'd be like, Hey, can you help me pin this dress that I'm hemming? Or, or can you stand in so I can get this photo in focus? So it's like whenever we have this mutual unspoken agreement that whenever the one person needs help, the other one jumps in immediately. Yeah, that's great. Within the next five minutes, regardless of what else we have going. You know we have, I mean? Yeah, we awesome. have a really good uh, way of working, too. Where And we, we just said this yesterday because I was working on this. I'll put the flower thing on. It's funny. Yeah. Um, I was just making it. Didn't end up working out with that. Idea, so I ended up being a carnivorous and, and that was, plant. That, but. Was, that was per my recommendation. They put on the flower thing, and I was like, "It's just distracting." Oh, yeah, let me put it on. I was okay. like, it, "Them out of drag, it looks really cool and fun." But when they put on the makeup, I was like, "You're just taking away from the makeup. You don't want to distract from it." So, right. Right. Oh my god. So this is what happens in our apartment. I, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get ready to take a picture of this. Wait. <laughs> Okay, get, say cheese. Do you want me to put on something? Wait. <laughs> I at least get that. If, if this a, is our apartment is, in a nutshell. This is our relationship in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm just a big gay flower, and I'm <laughs> photographing the big gay flower. And then that happened. What? And then my, Stand fell. That's How did okay. that happen? My music stand. Well, okay. I was saying to fucking uh, our apartment's modular anyway. <laughs> modular. <laughs> uh, I was just saying to Rachel that like I feel like Rachel needs more help with little things. Like it'll be, hey, can you pin this dress? Or like, hey, can you just like remember this blah 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 for me? Like 
it's littler things more often, but then for me, it's like, hey, I need help with a big thing, but not as often. Well, not always, because Kay helps me a lot when I, if I'm photographing myself, or like if I'm modeling for my dysmorphia series, or... Oh yeah, I'm, I'm the photographer. Yeah, Kay is actually the oh. photographer a lot of the time, so... Wow. And I never get credit. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big thing that you help me with. Yeah. You do help me with that a lot. So maybe I am the support... Well, you know, imagine growing up and realizing you're non-binary alone. Well, how much different that would be? I'm sure that's a big a, a way you've been able to support each other, which is huge. How many Rachel, people go through that alone, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually I came out as non-binary first. Yeah. Huh. So, hence why I'm the more decisive one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I came out as non-binary in like it might have been my senior year of college, maybe, mm. and I feel like it was it was it was after mid. I started doing drag. That's when I started kind of questioning my gender identity, and then uh, that helped me. That was a tool for me to to figure out that that uh, I wasn't uh, a woman. And then later on, you were like, "Hey, that makes sense to me too." Yeah. I think I just re I started realizing too that like well because I even said to you the other day that like you know I remember growing up and like always wanting to be a girl even though I I'm we're both afab like I wanted to be a girl like the stereotype of a girl but never was and so like drag gave me a really great outlet to like you know do hair and makeup and blah 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 so but it's interesting to we were able to make our work and to talk about things like relating to being non-binary and to like be able to like bounce it off of one another you right. know and recognize when we're feeling um feeling a certain way because i don't know if it happened for you but i know that after you came out i started recognizing that like when people would say she her about me it just started feeling like a pit in my stomach mm. and wow. so i don't if that's how it was for you, how you started to realize, but I don't know. I, I don't really remember. Yeah. I just, it is interesting to, we're very lucky that we were born with a support system. Right. You know? So yeah, we are very fortunate in that. And that like, we want to live together and yeah. we want to have like a cool creative space. And we've got like our entire apartment, like front to back is just, an like art studio, weird props, weird and, props and, cool and art costumes like, and shit everywhere. Yeah, so we we know that we can lean on each other, but we also know that, like, we both support each other's creative avenues, and we always lend lend each other shit. And like, you know, what's mine is yours, yeah. basically, in this household. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of amazing. We're yeah. kind of we're kind of like one thing. We are right. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, uh, I have, have you ever thought about, not that you should do this, I'm just saying it seems like, at least for a project, you kind of do it already, but have you ever thought of making another name for you both as a unit, as an art unit, like an art partnership, even though you are always kind of crossing over and helping each other out it's almost it would be interesting to see like another not that you need another thing to focus on right. you don't need another name or whatever. <laughs> but 
We, because well, we worked on the Art as a Drag series together. That was a collaboration that we. Do you know about that? Have we ever? Mm, that's like that's like the know. drag makeup stuff that Kay does. Yeah, yeah. That was a um, a collaboration that we've been working on together since like 2016 or 2017, where like I photograph Kay's makeup. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I knew uh, that. So all my all my drag looks are part of the Art as a Drag series. Okay. And, so the, and that's something that both of you, the Art is a Drag series is something that you both do together. Okay. So you have yeah. that kind of. Yeah, because yeah, I photograph it. I got to hop on to that other thing, but it was good talking to you. Great talking to you. Yes, yeah. You finish up I'll now. Finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Art is a Drag series was like something that we started doing. And at first it was Kay doing makeup and I was photographing it. And that's how we were collaborating. And then I started doing drag. So I started doing makeup and Kay would photograph me, but my makeup wasn't very good to be honest. Uh, <laughs> and so now it's mainly, it's just, you know, I photograph Kay, but we did a lot of art shows, um, for that, uh, a couple of years back, which is really fun, but we were just thinking about it this weekend and I was like, I should ask chat about this. Um, because we, I was like working on sewing and Kay was helping me and I was helping them with shit this weekend. And I was like, what if we did something where like, we we make these like cohesive looks together where like we're both sewing an outfit we're both doing makeup that somehow relate to each other and we're making this like like walking art installation like we're basically just doing cohesive drag looks together but there's it would be fun but i feel like there we need to like we need to do something else with it like because we have so many things that we can do we can do video we can do photos we can do music we can do outfits drag the whole nine yards there's like it's like i want to find a way where we can combine everything together but i'm not quite sure we dabbled uh, we thought about making a drag rock band i don't remember if we ever bounced that off yeah i think you did um that was one idea, but I feel like I feel like it's something different. So I'm mm. not quite sure yet what it is, but well, I don't know. maybe we make little films or something right. where we're different characters. You know what I mean? It will reveal itself every two feet, like we were yeah. talking. <laughs> Just keep following it. Obviously, you're on the right path. Again, you have. Uh, I'm, I'm such. I'm I'm a I'm such a fan of both of you. I really am. Like I, I'm rooting you on because I just think. Like I, I've, I've told Kay before, and I'm sure I've told you, it's like everything, it's all there. It's just like, you know, I'm just watching it, watching it, waiting for it to take off, you know? So, well, hopefully next month, after I have all these shows and portfolio reviews and stuff, hopefully that will uh, reveal some more opportunities. So, oh, it will. It, you sure. have something to look forward to, you know? Yeah, yeah, it will. It will. You just got to keep doing, you both, both keep doing what you're doing. Everything's going to be great. That's all. That's all I have to say. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's a good spot to end it, and we're almost at two hours. You got a little bit less than. <laughs> that was expected. Yeah, Kay's like it's what I do, baby. <laughs> but yeah, it was a real pleasure. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time, and and uh, I. Uh, We'll, we'll put the links up to your GoFundMe and all your stuff. And I, you know, encourage everybody to, to 
check it all out and 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 support and um uh yeah it was awesome i thank you thank you for coming on yeah thank you chat i had what a pleasure this was i hope you had a good time because i had a great time i did indeed yes yes this is great excellent okay so we have to say goodbye to the audience as is customary okay so so let's do it goodbye audience well no (laughs) you already fucked it up (laughs) you said it separately i never okay we could do it we could do it in unison in the spirit of twins okay three two one goodbye audience oh i (laughs) wait what are we saying goodbye audience I couldn't hear you. When I talk, your mic doesn't come in, so we have to do it separate. So I'm going to say goodbye, audience, and you're going to say goodbye, audience.